What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Galaxy Brain, back with another podcast. So, first, before we get started, I want to plug the TikTok, Galaxy Brain 8. Follow me on there. So, without further ado, we're going to start talking about today's topic. So, today we're talking about the play-in games. Now, obviously, the actual playoffs start Saturday, and I'm planning on doing another video talking about predictions, but these teams technically are not playoff teams yet. So we're gonna start with the with how the playing actually works. So the playing tournament is basically seven through ten seed. So seven, the seventh seed plays the eighth seed, and whoever wins that game automatically ha- is locked for the seventh seed and plays the two seed. And then nine and ten play each other. Whoever wins that game goes to play the loser of the 7-8 game, and then that team gets the 8th seed. So it sounds confusing. It's really not. And I think if that description was a little confusing to you, then me talking about it will help you understand just a bit better. So we have, we're going to start with the Eastern Conference. So the 7th and 8th seed, 7th seed is Boston, uh, the Celtics, and then the 8th seed is Washington. So obviously Boston had a pretty rough season this year. Now with Jalen Brown hurt, it looks like it's going to be even rougher for the Celtics. He's not going to come back for the whole playoffs. He's done for the year. He's already shut down, even if they do make it. Which, spoiler alert, I do think that the that the Celtics are going to be winning this series. It, it really does suck for Boston. Um, even with them making the play-in, this team is could make a run uh, easily. And then we have Washington with now everyone's new favorite team, Washington, with Westbrook and Beal. Now... I think that the Celtics could easily beat this team. I think this this game could be close as well, depending on how Westbrook plays and if he plays in a playoff mode or if he plays in the regular season Westbrook mode. I think there's a big difference. And obviously Beal's a great scorer, but the Washington team isn't a complete team. It's more of the top two heavy, where I think Boston is more complete compared to Washington. So I have Boston locking up the seventh seed here. I think I think this is a good matchup for Boston. I think I think Boston can get it done. So then we also go to the tenth tenth seed Charlotte and the ninth seed Indiana. So Indiana news just broke that uh, Karis LeVert isn't going to play today um, with health and safety protocol stuff, which really sucks for Indiana. But I think I'm picking Charlotte anyway, uh, even if LeVert was playing. I think Charlotte. I think Charlotte has a really good chance of winning this game. And I think that there's so much turmoil going on in Indiana right now. There's so much stuff happening there with the coaches and the players. And it's just not a good look for Indiana. And I think Charlotte co- can easily get this done. Uh, obviously, LaMelo's back. Uh, obviously, they have Terry Rozier. Like, this team is good. I think that Charlotte has a really good chance at winning. And I'm, and I'm, I think I'm, gonna, I'm honestly going to pick Charlotte. Uh, which means that Indiana is eliminated from playoff contention. Unfortunate for Indiana. So then we have Washington versus Charlotte. And I think this matchup is really good. And although I picked Charlotte before, this is this is going to be a Wizards win here. I think Charlotte has more depth, but they don't have that go-to guy yet. LaMelo is still young. I think eventually he could develop into this go-to guy. And they on the level of a Beal and a Westbrook, but the fact that they have Beal and Westbrook just, I, I think this is Washington's game to lose. 
I think that they, they lock up the 8th seed here. So that obviously eliminates Charlotte from contention. And what sucks is I think that Charlotte and Indiana, they're both really two good teams. And obviously, it may be like, oh, you're just picking the 7th and 8th seed. But there's a reason why these teams seeded higher. And Washington has been on a crazy hot streak. And it's very impressive to me how hot this team is. And obviously, Boston, they have Jason Tatum. They have Kemba Walker. They have good players. Even losing Jalen Brown is going to seriously hurt them, and it's going to hurt a lot. But this team is still really good. So that leaves the Eastern Conference with Philly at the one seed playing Washington. The Nets at the two seed playing the Celtics. The Bucks and Miami are, are locked in playing each other, and so are the Knicks and the Hawks. Um, I won't be talking a lot about my predictions for that yet, just in case what I say does not happen, because <laughs> I, I cannot see the future, unfortunately. So I'm going to leave it at that for now, and then I'm going to be making another podcast before the game start on who I think will be winning the NBA title and all the matchups, how, how many games we'll go to. So without further ado, now we start with the Western Conference. So obviously we have the Lakers at the 7th seed and the Warriors at the 8th seed. And I'd be surprised if you haven't heard about that. It's everywhere right now. LeBron versus Curry. And this, I mean, this game is going to probably go down to the Lakers winning. I think that it's going to be a lot closer than what my moment buddy John thinks. Obviously, everyone, especially players, are like Curry's MVP this year. Um I think the voters are going to vote Jokic, but I think that Curry has a, a valid argument for MVP this year, considering this team, he was supposed to get exposed this year, he was supposed to be garbage this year, Dame is better, and here is Curry leading his team to the play-in, and if it was a regular season, they would have got the eighth, uh, no play-in tournament, they would have got the eighth seed. But I do think that this is the Lakers, they're going to, I think it's going to be closer, but I think the Lakers just has have too much talent, LeBron AD versus Curry. That's too much talent. And I think the Lakers just have a better overall depth than the Warriors do. Like, obviously, they have Wiggins, they have Draymond, but the, the Lakers just have more depth and more, and they have more, not, I wouldn't say title experience, because obviously this Warriors team has gone, but it's a different Warriors team that won, than that what won the title. And so I do believe that this is the Lakers game to lose, and I'm putting the Lakers at the seventh seed. So then we're going to go to the 10th place and 9th place team, Memphis versus San Antonio. And I honestly, another upset for me, I'm going with the Spurs. I think that this, I think that they have pop and DeMar DeRozan is going to show out in this game and show everyone that he still wasn't up from an all-star team, that DeMar DeRozan is here. And obviously Memphis, talented team, jaw talented, Jaron Jackson, talented. But I think they're going to fall just short again this season. And they're just going to need a little bit more development. And I just think I just think this Spurs team is too talented. Obviously, they have Dejounte Murray, they have Kelton Johnson. Like I think this I think this team is going to win, but I do not think that they're going to be able to beat this Warriors team. And I think Warriors are going to lock up the eighth seed. I think the fact that Curry alone is just is too much for the Spurs to handle. Having Curry is, especially with the season he's having, if he if he's going to play these playing tournament these playing tournament games like he's playing now, I think that I think that is a lock. I think that. I think that the Warriors are a lock for the eighth seed, and they might even be seventh seed. And if the and if the Warriors take the seventh seed, the Lakers are definitely getting the eighth seed. I don't think either Memphis or San Antonio can beat the Lakers. So that'll that'll put for the Western Conference the Jazz versus the Warriors in the first round. 
the Suns versus the Lakers, uh, the Nuggets versus Portland, and the Clippers versus the Mavericks. So obviously, there's been a lot of outcry and a lot of excitement around these. You, I think the community is pretty split. Obviously, the players are pretty upset about the playing tournament. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, as much as it's like, yeah, they have to play an extra game, and obviously it's mostly for money reasons, they're still going to be very entertaining games, and I'm excited to see what they're all about. So now we're going to transition into our next topic. So with our last uh, 10 minutes or so here, I want to sit down. I want to talk to you a little bit about baseball because it's baseball season. has been very intriguing. So first off, I want to start off by saying baseball is getting a lot of hype right now, and I'm super excited about that. Baseball deserves the hype. Baseball, if you don't watch baseball and you're thinking about clicking out of this video, just sit here with me, listen to it a little bit. Like Think of this as something that you want that you will want to watch. The big narrative around baseball is baseball is boring because there's a lot of downtime. And I understand that. But when stuff happens, it is a very exciting game. And if there's if there's not a lot of downtime, there's pitching constantly, there's strikeouts, there's home runs, there's base hits. And when you pick a favorite team and a whole nine inning game, anything can happen in these nine innings. And I think baseball is very exciting. And it's it's something that you should experience before you just judge it for being boring. So I would give base, a few baseball games a watch and then come back and tell me what you think about it. So I want to talk a little bit about the standings here. So we're going to talk about the AL East first just because it's AL. We're going to start in the AL, work our way to the NL. So the most surprising team in the AL East is, I mean, the Red Sox, the Orioles. Like those two teams are both overperforming that in my eyes. Uh, the Red Sox have a one and a half game lead over the Blue Jays right now. The Red Sox have an amazing start to the season. Uh, in their last 10, they're 6-4. and four. They're kind of struggling a little bit now. Um, they haven't really played great in their last few games, but the Red Sox are pl- overperforming what I thought. I'm gonna Obviously, I'm a Yankees fan. Pains me to say, but the Red Sox are playing good right now. And this whole division is going to come down to the wire. I mean, it goes the Red Sox are at the top, and then the Blue Jays one and a half games behind them. The Rays two games behind them. The Yankees two and a half behind them. So this is really close, and I think maybe two of our wildcard teams are going to be coming out of the AL East which is just insane to think about because there's so much talent this year. The league is so spread out. Anybody can win it. And even in the National League, one of the top team is looking a little sus right now. Uh, They went on a little cold streak. Obviously, it's way too early to be predicting down the future. And obviously, I'm sure that that team and a lot of these teams are going to figure it out. But even the Orioles, I mean, they're seven games back. But they're 17 and 23. Like, that's a lot better than... What a lot of people had them in in the preseason, uh, myself included. They have not been pushovers this year. They've been winning games. And obviously, the Yankees had a really slow start to the season. Now they've been picking it up. They can't sweep a series to save their lives, but they've been picking it up. The Rays have kind of looked iffy here and there. They've been really hot, really cold. The Jays have looked phenomenal so far. Everything that they were hyped up to be, obviously, their pitching is still a little eh. But Hinjin Ryu is locking it down every time it goes out there. The Red Sox pitching has been amazing so far, a lot better than what a lot of people thought. And their offenses, their offense has still been carrying. Don't get me wrong, but their pitching has not looked bad like like I thought and a lot of other people thought, including analysts. Everyone thought this pitching was going to be horrible. It's definitely been better than it's it's been better than advertised, 100%. So now let's move over to the AL Central and this division. Wow, uh, it has been crazy. Obviously, the White Sox are at the top. Not surprising. The White Sox have a really good team. 
They're 25 and 15 right now. And three game, three and a half games back are the Indians. And these are the only teams above 500 in the AL right now, which I know um, if you haven't really been following baseball and you're a little bit shocked because you know a little bit about it, the Twins are are really, really, really bad right now. The Twins are looking horrible. They're 11 and games have 11 and a half games back. And they're the worst in the division. Now, I'm going to say that again. The worst in the division. In the division with the Tigers and the War- in the, eh, the Royals, the Minnesota Twins are the worst in the division. They're they're 13 and 26. The Tigers are 15 and 26. Like that is that is really really bad. They're two and eight in their last ten. And their hitting hasn't been good. Their pitching hasn't been good. I don't know what happened to Kenta Maeda. Like this this team has not looked good. And obviously, there's still so much time turned around. We still have over half a season left to play. Uh, hundred, there's 162 games. There's a ton of time turning around, but it's not looking great as of right now. Uh, the Tigers, no one thought they were going to really be a good team. 15 wins is uh, about what I expected to see from them right now. And the Royals had an amazing hot start. Uh, they kind of been falling off. Uh, they're they've been really bad these last 10 games. They're two and eight. They have not been looking great at all. But props to the White Sox. And the Indians, they're, they're doing what everyone expected. I expected the Indians to be around 500 team, which they're doing a little bit better than right now. And then the White Sox, even in my top 10 of a few weeks ago or a month ago, I had them I had them in a good place right now, and they're in a good place in the AL Central. And I don't think they're going to be giving that up, even if the Twins start to heat up. So now we're going out to the West here. And honestly, the West has been pretty good. I mean, the Athletics had a really bad start. Now they're number one. Uh, but not the, the Astros are right behind them. Obviously, the Astros, uh, they've had a, a really good last 10 games. They and two have the recording of this. Uh, the Astros have looked really good. Uh, the Mariners are about 500, which I predicted would. I mean, the Mariners would have a good season this year. A lot of people were saying that they look better. Like, they're on paper, they didn't look great. But this team has been overperforming a little bit. Uh, the Angels, now their pitching has been god-awful again. And it's just been distracted by the Shohei Otani show. And he's a phenomenal player. But they're 5-5. Five and five. They've been looking like a 500 team. They're 18-22 right now. Fourth in the division. When people said the Angels were going to be a playoff team, I was a little bit confused. Their pitching still isn't all there for me. And then we have the Rangers in last 19-24. Uh, 3-7 and seven in the last 10. I mean, no one thought this Rangers team was going to amount to much either. And so it doesn't really surprise me that the Angels are here, uh, and then the Rangers and Angels are down there. I thought the, I feel bad for Trout, and I figured this team wasn't going to be a playoff team, and they're not a playoff team. So now we're going to go over to the National League here, and we're going to talk about the NL East, the most weird division in baseball, in my opinion. The NL East is so weird. Obviously, we have the Mets at the top right now, 19 and 16, which is underperforming. Lindor has not looked great for them. He's starting to heat it up. There's t- they're seven and three in the last ten. They're starting to look better, and then the Phillies, twenty-one and twenty, are right there. Um, they're they've they've been kind of struggling. The Braves haven't looked good this year. They're the third place team, their pitching has looked awful. They've they've looked so bad, even worse than I predicted. A lot of people thought this Braves team was going to be better than they are. I thought so. I think this team is going to rebound. Max Fried hasn't been good. He's shown that he's been a pretty decent player. The Marlins, 18 and 22, they've been looking decent. I mean, no, again, no one expected a lot of this Marlins team, but they're above the Nationals. They're not the worst team in this division like the Nationals are, which is a bit surprising. But this Marlins team, I mean, they're young, they're exciting. Uh, Jazz, 
Jazz has looked great for them. I think this Marlins team is just going to be exciting. I mean, anytime they go out, they're a threat to win. But this, this, I feel like this division, the entire year is going to be shaking up. So if you're a fan of an NL East team, be ready because this division is insane. And I think anybody can pull out an insane hot streak and take number one and then fall off a cliff and someone new can take a, take the first place. So now we're going to come over here to the NL Central. And we have Cardinals at the top, which doesn't surprise me. Um, I didn't have any of these teams in my top ten, but the Cardinals were close to it. The Cardinals were indeed close. Obviously, the Nolan Arenado pickup was good. Was a good pickup. I mean, I'm sorry, great pickup. I mean, it wasn't just good; it was great. They fin- they literally finessed the Rockies. The Rockies, I don't know what they were thinking. Anyway, they're they're two games above the Brewers right now. The Brew Crew. Um, they've been kind of iffy these last ten games, four and six. The, the Brewers, I think that they'll turn it around. Yelich has only played like 10 games, and but in those 10 games, he looked good. So I think I think they'll figure it out. The Cubs at 20 and 20, their pitching has not looked good. Kyle Hendricks has been horrible for them. Uh, I think I think the Cubs are a 500 team. I don't think that they're going to be anything more than that, and I think a lot of their players are going to leave because of that. The Reds are right around there, 19 and 20. Same with the same thing as the Reds from last year. Like they just and they lost Bauer and they're. Lucas Giolito has been horrible for them. Like the Reds, their pitching has not been good. Their hitting has been all right. And then the Pirates, I mean, do we even have to talk about this? They're 17-23 right now. They're a lot better than what I thought. They're better than the Twins, but this is going to be the worst team in baseball at the end of the season. They're overperforming a little bit right now, but this team just doesn't have it all there yet. I think they have a good shot. They're just not there yet. So now we're talking about the NL West, and the most surprising team coming out of the season so far is the Giants. They're 25-16, and 16, they're number one in the division, the Padres are only a half a game behind them, but they're two games above the Dodgers, and this team has been phenomenal, they're, and they haven't slowed down yet. They're still 7-3 and three in the last 10. Like, this team is still good, they still got it. And, like, last year, they were around 500. I didn't think they were going to come out this strong and they could make the playoffs this year, which I never thought was even going to happen. And then obviously the Padres are the Padres. We talked about this in the beginning. I mean, the Giants are 14-4 at home. I forgot to mention that part. 14-4, which is ridiculous. If they can just play a little bit better on the road, they're, they're 11-12. Like 14-4 is insane to start the year. Dodgers are 13-6. So both these teams are having an amazing time at home. But 14-4 is crazy. They've only lost four games all year at home so far. And then the Padres, 25-17. and 17, They're right there. And then the Dodgers, 23-18. They're right there. This, These three, um, I think the, Do- the Giants are eventually going to trickle down a little bit, fall down a little bit. Could be a wild card team to watch out for. Um, congratulations to the Giants. Congratulations to Giants fans. And then obviously the Diamondbacks, they're about 7.5. And, and then the Rockies... Um, no one thought the Rockies were going to be great this year. This is probably going to be Trevor Story's last year. They're going to be selling a lot of their pieces that are at least decent. They've only won two games on the road, and I think that's all that really needs to be said about this team. And then we'll go, the Diamondbacks are fourth in the division. I mean, the Diamondbacks have looked have looked decent. Um, I don't really know what's been going on with the Diamondbacks, but, I mean... Last year, they thought they were going to be better. They weren't. Could tell Marte's still there. I, I don't really expect a lot from these teams. So that's it for today's podcast. Thank you all for giving it a listen. Um, again, Galaxy Brain 8 on TikTok. I'll be coming back with a later uh, podcast this week. 
about the NBA playoffs. I think I'm going to strictly be focusing on the NBA playoffs because there's a lot to talk about there and a lot to break down. But thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys next time. Peace out.